At lunch I eat a sandwich with a glass of Coke to roll. No one can see you drinking when you're working from home. I still produce reports in a professional font. But now when I have downtime, I can do what I want. And welcome to the Existentialist Cucumber, the podcast that's definitely not broadcasting from Tofino, British Columbia. And my name is Larry Wu. I'm uh, Curtis Withers. Yes, uh, we are. Uh, we we do not have the executive privilege to uh, bring you the existential existentialist cucumber from the uh, beautiful shores of Tofino. Unlike uh, unlike some people that you may know, but you, you know we could enjoy. You could be. We could be enjoying the quiet inlets and the rainforest and rolling waves and of this vibrant place. <laughs> yeah, I'd like to. I'd like to one day. One day, Larry bucket list we will do an episode from the botanical gardens in tofino and anyway and, and we well and we could also surf so we can talk to the surfers after but oh mm-hmm. my god it does look you, like you a beautiful know when place we won't go you know Where? when we won't go to tofino though to do the show is you know during reconciliation day <laughs> well the thing is you and i didn't create this holiday either Oh my God! Okay, so we're we're obviously talking about uh, our prime minister, our newly elected <laughs> prime minister, who their government brought in this Truth and Reconciliation Day. So it's like a it's similar to Remembrance Day, right, Curtis? Like in terms of the statutory holidays, like it's a government federal government stat, and companies were given freedom to decide whether or not to give the workers the day off or not generally speaking no because it was kind of treated like remembrance day and even ontario didn't really do anything per se i think even ontario workers like provincial workers had to go to work that day yeah depends on the province some provinces recognize it as a stat and then ontario is one of the ones that that does not Um, but it's supposed to be yeah it's not supposed to be a day um where, where where you're where you're especially when you're the, the the prime minister of the country and you're meant to be, you know, recognizing the day for what it is, which is a time to reflect on, you know, the uh, the, the 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 abuses against, uh, you know, Canada's indigenous indigenous populations. Um, you know, he, he decided it was a good time to take his family to the beach. <laughs> oh, I just don't get it because yeah, they they brought in the holiday. Right. It was it was just like maybe a month or two ago that they brought. Was it during the campaign that they brought the holiday in or just before? I have a funny it was just before. It was like one of the last things they brought in as a government. Right. Yeah. So like, you you knew the day. He knows the day. His people know the day. They had, they created the day. Yeah. I mean, I think if I, I mean, you know, if 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 you're if you're the leader of a government that is trying to figure out a path to reconciliation you know, with, 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 a uh, with, you know, in an indigenous population that has been asking for this for a long time, you would think that this would be the one day that you just, that you, that you actually actively engage in that. Right. Well, because I was telling you that I was watching a bit of TV because my company actually gave me the, the day off. So I was watching the events on uh, parliament Hill uh, and, and they were, you know, just, just in front of, uh, House of Commons, and they had a stage just like you know Canada Day celebrations or whatnot, and uh, they had Indigenous bands, and uh, I think I saw the new uh, Lieutenant Governor speak. She did a speech in all three languages. Her French is not bad. Mm-hmm. Okay, so just as a side note, mm-hmm. so I was thinking, oh, you know, he's going to make an appearance, whatever. And I, I didn't stay to watch the whole thing, but I, I just I, I had not heard the news drop of where's Justin and everyone's like looking around and I think it was found out because I think there's these apps right that that uh the media can subscribe to I get I guess it's can force one I don't really actually know if it's that's actually the name of his plane but it actually is like a GPS for the prime minister's plane and it got up it, it like took off so like they, someone got an alert that it's up in the air which means that justin's on that plane so that the person was theorizing oh maybe they're going to can't he's going to Kamloops and doing his address there 
But then they, they, they kind of tracked it and then they called the PMO's office and the PMO said, oh, well, he had something else go on and it had no listing of him traveling. So that's when yeah. everyone's ears started perking up and that's yeah, how that, he was actually found out. Yeah, that was the worst. The worst part of it was like, you know, he had an itinerary with the PMO's office to try to to try to cover up. But how? I, like, does this guy not know that this app exists? Like, I just don't know where this guy's head is at. Like, I honestly yeah, don't. I, I don't. I don't know either. I think. Yeah, but is it is it is it hubris in this in the sense that he doesn't think he's going to get caught? Like, is is that it? Or does he, did he is it planned out so much, especially with him, that he feels like he can get away with this and just do a a, a weak apology after the fact? Like he's done it how many times now throughout his. Mm-hmm. Uh, last a little bit, right? With uh, uh, the the whole brown face. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, no, I think it's. The, I think I, I think it's true. I think he does. I mean, the charity stuff, which seems to oh you yeah, because doesn't really affect people, but like that that's that's a big no no. Yeah, you know, don't don't get me wrong. I, I'm not like a, a liberal hater by any means, but this guy, like, you say what you will about Trump, uh, but. You know, Justin's getting away with, you know, getting away with stuff. He's not being, you know, ultra mean and childish to people and, and things like that. But he's he's just getting away with stuff and he's apologizing, you know, good old Canadian boy. And nothing seems to stick to this guy. Yeah, yeah. No, it must be f- frustrating to be because I know obviously this was, you know, this this was a, a pretty big news story. Uh, like it was reported you know, uh, by everybody, <laughs> by everybody, um, you know, and, and of course like guys like, uh, um, you know, Brian Lilly of the Toronto sun, like those kind of guys went to, went to town. Um, but it's going to be forgotten in like two weeks, you know, and you're right. He's going to come out of it relatively unscathed and it must be pretty frustrating if you're, uh, you know, somebody who's really trying to hold Justin Trudeau's feet to the fire that, that, yeah, he seems to, he seems to, you know, largely get away with, with, with this kind with this kind of stuff. And, and, uh, and, and they're really simple F ups, you know what I mean? That he's doing like, mm-hmm. they're also self-imposed like, like this prime example, you couldn't just either pre-record or do a speech and then hop on the plane after. Like I, I, I was saying to you earlier, like I'm amazed this guy has like been on the job for like you know getting getting on a decade now, and he still hasn't figured this out. Or, or like or you say, people. he has figured it out and he doesn't care. And that's the thing; you'd think you'd have people around you saying, "Uh, probably not a good idea, sir, to jump on a plane and go on vacation on this day." Mm-hmm. You have people that where you know, especially this year, right? With all the with all the uh the. the the, the, the findings at the old um, residential schools, there's still not clean water and in some of these remote uh, reserves. It's just like not a good time to, you know, yeah. you'd think people around it. But as you said, it, it was probably calculated to say, yeah, you can do it. Just get ready. We'll have a good apology speech for you right away, um, you know. We'll have a photo op of you with some friendly chiefs. You know, you go and chat with them, shake some hands. Mm-hmm. News cycle over. Yeah, limit the damage. But, but it just, uh, uh, it just, just like, I mean, I know this kind of stuff happened. I know this particular incident happened after the election. But as you mentioned, like he's had these kind of like, sort of, um. You know, you know, like, like, like acts of sort of like, uh, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm blanking on the word, which, which makes for great radio. Um, <laughs> you, know, he's, uh, you know, he's, 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 he's made the, he's made these, these kind of mistakes before. Mm-hmm. And, um, but they're all self-inflicted. They're all self-inflicted and they're, but they're, they're all like, you know, they're, they're, taken as a as a lump sum like that can be kind of problematic but like what does that say about you know the political landscape in canada that you know none of none of none of the opposition parties can can leverage these problems they try 
Yep. But and, they and just don't, they like, there's just, there's just, you know, I mean, I know he only got a minority government and it was about the same minority government that he went into the election with, mm-hmm. you know, they swapped some, 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 some seats here and there, but like, yeah, it's gotta be pretty frustrating if you're, uh, if you're, if you're, if you're Aaron or Aaron O'Toole who tried his damnedest to try to seem like a, a reasonable moderate sort of alternative and you just can't make any ground. Yeah. And this is only going to keep fueling that majority, that, that minority that that's, that's, that's very angry at the, the quote unquote political elite when, you know, even if they don't have skin in the game in the truth and reconciliation day, but this just, you know, this gives them more ammo. Mm-hmm. Like, they don't care. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, but Tofino looks like a great place. <laughs> I think I might actually oh, consider beautiful. going there one day. Looks beautiful. Wow. All right. So uh, another big thing that uh, kind of happened we want to talk about is uh, the uh, the Facebook empire is was seriously under fire all this week. Like they had the congressional hearing and then the entire empire goes down yesterday for a good portion of the afternoon. Because I think uh, all three social media outlets that Facebook owns, so Facebook, Instagram, and WhatsApp, like mm-hmm. around noontime, went belly up. Yep. And poor, angry people couldn't post, share out their um, problematic posts. No one could post a selfie about or a picture of their lunch. And I don't <laughs> know what people are using WhatsApp for. I guess, you know, sending messages we 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 use it like heather and i use it uh, oh okay I think it's like it's like heather's preferred form of of messaging oh yeah well you know hey with with whatsapp down you still had your lots of choices of messaging i think icq is back right that's probably more reliable than whatsapp we used um yeah well we use facebook and i you know i, I try to get off of all things Facebook for the most part, but like, it's just so many people use messenger still. So I'm still, I still have an account that I never really update. And, uh, and I use the messenger, but like our trivia team switched to discord. And I think we're going to stick with that. Oh yeah. If I can get more people on discord and, you know, get off of that, you know, maybe the people who own discord are also like giant assholes, but (laughs) I don't know that, so uh, potentially, but uh, they they have pay per use type things, so they have uh, they have revenue sources other than stealing your data, Curtis. Right. Okay. And okay. and and monitoring what kind of games you're playing, uh, but that's the only thing that they could possibly monetize is you know, ooh, what games are you playing? What channels are you subscribed to? Like what, um, you know, so yeah. They, I'm telling you, go back to ICQ, man. I, I couldn't stand the uh-oh. <laughs> but uh, sure yeah, so, it, so Facebook also is getting in trouble because of the whistleblower, right? Basically mm-hmm. saying that they're they're not doing anything to curb misinformation. In fact, they're putting more advertisements about around those um, those posts because they're getting so many impressions. Mm-hmm. So you know, while you're while you're posting some kind of crazy story about the uh, next uh, tortoise uh, medicine that you're using to fight COVID, you could buy this lovely sweater. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or you know what it is now, Curtis? Now that I've been talking about it and I've searched it on my browser, I'm just going to get advertisements for Tofino Tourism for the next little bit. You know, do you know what I get? Because uh, I still use a Yahoo um email that i've had forever like yeah. uh since i've had it since 1995 and uh <laughs> at the top of my because you know how you, when, you, when you look at your inbox there'll always be that one sponsored link at the top of your in, inbox yep, yep, yep. mine is a uh, uh, d's big nuts that that, that <laughs> the book that the we were talking book. about <laughs> They're to keep trying to sell me a copy of these big nuts. So it really is. Are, really are you going to are you, are you going to are you going to are you going to fold and actually succumb to it and, and pick one up? Well, Christmas is coming. 
Ah, uh, you never know. You learn about the lovely squirrel. A fine coffee table type book. Good gift. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I, I, I don't know why people are. are I, I know people. There's tons of people on Facebook. People still love using it, but. Man, just the nefarious history and the reason why Zuckerberg created it in the first place. And I've always said, even from the beginning, any product, especially online, any product online that's free, you are the product. <laughs> and and it, it makes me laugh when I see people post on... Now, I haven't been on Facebook actively for a long time. I do promote the show on Facebook, but that's all I do. Um, when they do the cut and paste uh, declaration about how Facebook can't do anything with their data and, and yeah. thinking do I just doing that on your wall is good enough. Like, <laughs> and it's also they're also written hilariously as if you're doing like an old 1600s declaration, right? Hear ye, hear ye. Yeah. yeah. You know, I blah, 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 do not allow Facebook to do. Yeah. Okay. Whatever. Um. So is anyone surprised that Facebook is making money hand over fist doing whatever they can <laughs> with the 2 million eyeballs and 2 million accounts that are on it or whatever number they're at now? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Um, another thing off our leadoff source here, something a bit more lighthearted. I found this interesting story. Uh, so Brent Spiner, the actor f- uh, that made the uh, Star Trek Next Generation character famous Data um, came out with a fan fiction memoir, or re- really, it's 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 a fake memoir. So he calls it a a, a, a memoir, <laughs> and he calls the book is actually called fan fiction, and he wrote it. So it's basically a made up story of this ultra fan of his that he had in the 90s and this woman uh pretended and wrote letters to him as if he was she was his daughter the uh his daughter in star trek next generation which was lull right i think uh, he data creates him in an episode it creates her in an episode right yeah. I forgot what actually happens in that episode. I don't think there. I don't think anything good happens to her. I think they end up deactivating her, right, or I think, something. I think like isn't Data's daughters like that Picard that Picard series that's on right now? I think they're they're it's Data's daughter. Or Data's like yeah. There's some yeah. I know people are trying. You know, Star Trek fans just like Star Wars fans are trying to connect the dots and saying, yeah. "Oh, is it really Lull or whatever?" But I can't yeah. remember what actually happened to Lull. I, I I like Star Trek Next Generation, but I it's one of those things where I I didn't find them as memorable as I thought I did because I couldn't. If you ask me to kind of piece together an episode or remember lines, I only remember certain things like Picard really hating Worf because he shut down Worf at all times. And then they're like buddy buddies in the movie. And then same thing with, with the relationship you know, with Data and Picard. In the TV show, Picard and Data never really got along. Like buddy yeah. buddies got along. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I don't I don't I I don't remember much much about it. Um But yeah, the yeah. book. Uh uh Brent Spiner's explosive hilarious novel is a personal look at the slightly askew relationship between a celebrity and his fans. If the Coen brothers were to make a Star Wars movie involving the complexities of fan obsession in Star Wars, this noir comedy might be just the one. That's a bold statement. I did I do uh I remember the um that movie Trekkies. You remember that one? That was like the documentary about Star Trek fans. Oh uh, yes, that's right. Denise Didn't, Crosby uh... was the sort of like the host of it. And, yeah, uh, and and Brett Spiner is on it for a little bit, and <laughs> they're looking at they're looking at sort of erotic fan erotica that <laughs> that people drew of those two <laughs> of their characters. So Denise Crosby and Brett Spiner looking at this fan erotica of their characters and commenting on it. It's just great. <laughs> the best the best anecdote though of of that movie was John Delancey who played Q 
was talking about how he went to some convention and he was really sick and uh but he but he went anyway and he was giving his speech stuff that would never happen today but um he was giving his like address or whatever and uh this guy comes up and he goes oh can i can i have a sip of your water i'm a big fan can i have a sip of your water and he's like i wouldn't drink that you know i've been sick and i've been drinking that all day and he takes the guy takes it and chugs it and then turns around and yells to the assembled crowd i have the q virus Oh, man. <laughs> These are the kind of people that we're dealing with. <laughs> uh, I've never actually... I, I've been to several Star Trek conventions in my in my youth. Uh, like, this is way before Fan Expo uh, came along. or um, And there were Star Trek conventions. They're much smaller in scale, but... Uh, I remember, I, I've, and I've seen several. I, I think we talked about this in a previous show where I saw uh, George Takei. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, he, he's very good. He's very good with the crowd, um, and 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 he's he's good at speaking uh, yeah. with them. I think I have somewhere in my treasure trove of geeky junk, I have an autograph of Michael Dorn somewhere. Oh wow, that beats my Richard Karn autograph. Yes. <laughs> That's Alpha. That's Al from Tool Time from Home Improvement. <laughs> but did you get him signed like a tool, or was it just like a piece of paper, or a it's like a, it's like like an eight by ten glossy of him? Oh, okay. <laughs> not 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 fan drawn erotica. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> just no. wearing the tool belt. No, yeah, just wearing the yeah, yeah. To go to, to go to go with some of the slash fan fiction I wrote. <laughs> Okay, let's head on to the headline. A new epidemic is raging through Springfield, and this one didn't start with Krusty Burger's Whatchamacarcus sandwich. This week we have a boatload of headlines from no news to suddenly a whole bunch of fun news that we can share. So uh, for those transit users, you'll love this one, or this one will just make you angry. Uh, Headline is, Presto Child Cards Now Play Show and Tell on TTC, Shocking Some Adult Users. I guess it's not surprised. So in the TTC, so this is the Toronto Transit uh, system here. A few years ago, they instituted the uh, Presto automated card reloading card tap system, uh, uh, fare system, and they decided. Uh, I don't know if he put this in as a, a an election thing, but uh, kids under twelve could ride for free, but they mm-hmm. still have to use a Presto card. So, of course, you know adults are going to abuse it and abuse it. Mm -hmm. So the first thing that I noticed was the fact that this article talks about the two stations that use the child fare the most happen to be, and I'll just talk about number one. The uh, Number two is is quite obvious too, but number one was York University subway station. Mm -hmm. Okay, what's going on there? And then close second was... uh, uh, Dundas and Young, okay. yeah. you know, known for their huge neighborhoods of young kids and young families. Uh, well, but, are you getting closer? Are you getting close to Ryerson there? Yeah. So it's, it's, <laughs> and U of T students, is not that. Man. It's yeah. students, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, and, Cheap um, ass students. The, not also, we know that university students are, are abusing it, but what's hilarious are like people took to Twitter about their anger towards it. So I think right now what they did was they pre-programmed it so that maybe the, the light that opens the door changes color so you can let the fair inspectors and, and people see. And it also makes a different noise mm-hmm. uh, when you tap in. So one of the messages were, into on twitter so so for those angry uh one of these angry adults these new ttc presto machines are gonna show if you're using a child presto now question mark question mark question mark all caps is nothing sacred to y'all anymore and then the other one was i just had to put money on a presto for the first time in my life i'm gonna be sick I just love, I love both of those. I love the second <laughs> one especially. Like I love, I love the, I just love the idea that like using, using the fair card as intended is going to make you, <laughs> oh my God, this is the new low. 
I'm going to actually put money on my Presto card to pay for the... <laughs> you mean I actually have to pay for a service that actually is doing some real good? Yeah. Like, like taking my ass to school. Um, yeah. did, did you ever... Did you ever... Was there any opportunity to abuse OC Transpo? You know, there wasn't... Like when I... When 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 we were at Carleton, like OC Transpo was... You, you still just put money in the box, right? There was, yeah. there was a couple of things... I know some because it was I can't remember how much it was like a dollar or something for a ride, and and I know and they wouldn't give you change, but I I I, I knew a couple of people in my first year who would cut a two dollar bill in half and then fold it fold it over so it looked like it looked like a folded fold two dollar bill and they just okay. put those in so it's essentially <laughs> it was essentially a way to scam mostly transport of like. A, a, a modest amount of money so basically you you, you gave yourself a 50 percent discount yeah because you'd still have to take it both you're still giving money like it's not like yours yeah yeah and and you had to be you had to be careful because if it landed the wrong way then it was pretty obvious uh what you were doing uh, but i remember um, a couple a couple of times like the, the it would I, I i think it was twice twice that i did this and it wasn't really cheating them but but i remember just being an idiot student and just forgetting to bring money or yeah. change or whatever and not realizing till the bus stopped i remember twice the bus stopped i opened the door and i just went i have no money and both <laughs> times the guy just went get on <laughs> <laughs> um i i have a vague memory didn't they have like some type of unlimited day pass kind of like what ttc had or was it an hourly pass you pay one fee and then you it's supposed to be non-transferable but it'd be like hey anyone want to use the my card there were there were there were there were transfer vague, you could get transfers i had a vague memory they got rid of it after my first year it was some type of pretty good deal but it was you could always abuse it but yeah mm-hmm. it, um did you i don't know if you ever saw this guy there was always a guy that rode the, that uh bank street uh bus uh i he I, was a homeless guy obviously he had some issues but it was this black gentleman that had the fake leg mm, no and he would actually about. assault people with his fake leg did you ever, did you ever no. see that guy <laughs> no <laughs> okay i would have remembered that <laughs> I'll have maybe we'll have to bring someone else uh, from from my year to to explain that story because I have I have only have like a vague memory of this guy but I do remember he was not a, a pleasant fellow but uh, no. no one no one picked on him because a he would assault you with his fake leg but that's yeah. his wood man before we go on to the other headline because since we got talking about OC Transpo I I I, I don't have the headline here but um, there was a whole kerfuffle that went down at uh, mcmaster homecoming right didn't something also equally happen this year at the panda game because this was like panda hasn't happened in what i guess a year because it didn't happen last year Mm -hmm. so i think there was a lot of pent-up carlton (laughs) ottawa u uh I don't know party time. I don't know, but but there was there was it, it was a, it was a bit messier than most. Uh, but I, I do want to wow. explain. Yeah, I, I do <laughs> want to explain my my year. So when I went in my first year, that was the first year of the uh, McLean's University rankings, right? So during the game, and I, I th- this thing was huge. It was a huge banner. And it was unfolded onto the Carlton side during the Panda game. And it basically said, 49th, deal with it. Or is it 48th? Were we 48th? We were, I think we we're 48th, right? 48th or 49th? It was It was pretty low, yeah. It was, yeah. It was, it was third or second last. Yeah. Exactly. And it said, yeah. deal with it. Yeah. Yeah, man. Uh, I mean, the, 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 like, like I think I, I might have even talked about it on a previous episode. I know I've talked about it to you before, but when I took... Uh, my godson there to to um you know sort of uh do a tour he was thinking of going to and taking criminology and doing a tour and talking to to like a couple of professors and stuff and man it's so much better than when we were there like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> it improved it, it so much is 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 he in uh, criminology he ended up not going there he ended up going oh, okay. to, to guelph humber but uh, he was considering it um okay and I, I, I just, I remember like 
man, that like the tunnels look way nicer. Like there's like, like their athletic facilities are, are so much better than when we were there. It just, it just looks a, a lot, a lot less like the 48th out of 50th university. Yeah. You know, well, <laughs> you, you know that, uh, Russell is a uh, co-ed now, right? Oh yeah. What about <laughs> they, cleaned, they cleaned it up. That was, I was, I was a Stormont Dundas guy. Stormont Dundas. When I That's was because there, you had grades. That's it. <laughs> I had I had the grades, yeah, and so I got all the the the. It was I was there the first year it opens, and I got all the new IKEA furniture. Russell did not have IKEA furniture. Oh, it, uh, it still smelled better than Lanark. Oh, I'm sure. Anyway, that's um, our that's our that's our Carleton University residence roundup for uh, yeah, for this week. There you go. Here's the next headlines for those for those that for those artistic folks. For $84,000, an artist returned two blank canvases titled Take the Money and Run. So visitors view a, uh, this photo of the caption here said, visitors view a blank canvas that is part of Take the Money and Run by uh, Yen Hanning at the Kunsten uh, Museum of Modern Art in Denmark. So, Yeah. It's it, it, it's shocking to me that it, that that no one had thought to do it before. Um, it's <laughs> it's a great idea. Well, because like a, you know, it's 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 pretty clever. Yeah. And also, like, even though he took the money and didn't produce any art, it's tons of publicity. Yeah. Right. For this, for this, it's tons of publicity for this exhibit. So, so really, it's a victimless crime. Well, he said, you know, so people called him out on it, right? So uh, he calls the commentary on poor wages. That, that's that's the blank canvas. So uh, others are not so happy. So um, people are calling it a breach of contract. <laughs> but what is art? But what is art, Larry? Can uh, it, he was, what was the contract? I, I don't know what the contract says, but if the contract was he was to return two pieces of art. And he's defending those as art and commentary. Who who are we to say that it's not? But apparently the museum is not taking any legal action yet. <laughs> people will go. People will go to see it. Oh, no. I, they, I, 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 I have no doubt. And, and it's getting press. Yeah. So I'm sure at, depending on how big the, the hype train goes, uh, I'm sure they'll just overlook it and take the money and run will probably auction to some art collector for some absurd amount of money. Oh yeah. Like I would love it if I was in the neighborhood, I would love to go and, and, you know, get my picture taken next to it, given the double thumbs up, you know, mm. like, <laughs> or the double guns, the double would you guns. Do, would, you, would you do kind of like a, you know, play on uh, Steve Miller song, take the money and run. Just kinda... Yeah, that's true. You could, you could, that's a good point. Yeah, maybe right. Steve Miller himself will buy those. He's 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 probably still getting some royalties for for like Jungle Love. <laughs> okay, so here's our next headline. Going back, circling back to uh, talk about social media. Um, this it's a story about TikTok. Curtis, you're not on. Oh, you're on TikTok, aren't you? Or oh no, hell you're, no. You're doing, you're, you're doing those dances? No, okay. No, no. I'm 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 like forty years too old for TikTok. Okay, TikTok's shocking school challenges list of 2021 revealed. This list is just completely absurd. Now, I want to know who the author of this list and how does it suddenly, like how do any of these challenges get circulated? I, I Like it obviously had to come from someone. But let's, uh, so this is what school kids, so I guess, I, again, whoever issued this, I'm sure it's some kind of weird social experiment. Um, so... In September, you were apparently do a TikTok video uh, vandalizing a school bathroom. In October, so our current month right now, oh, this one will be a good one. Smack a staff member. So would you do that to um, uh, smack the staff member and then have playing in the background another uh, Fleetwood Mac song? Maybe start that trend? <laughs> Maybe. Some um, other song off rumors. Some some of these some of these are are like 
like I hope that they <laughs> that they stop doing this by the time January's jab a breast challenge comes. Yeah, that's that's, that's, that's called sexual good. assault kids. Yes, yes it is. <laughs> Uh, well, the thing is, let's let's continue down the list until we get the because January is bad, but like lead the lead up is not any better. So November, kiss your friend's girlfriend at school. So how's that for a beating? Well, never problematic. Yeah, December. Oh, just in time for Christmas, Curtis. Deck the halls and show your balls. So show your private parts. I yeah. <laughs> do people like? How do, how how does that even get okay? So yes, apparently January is jab abreast. February is mess up school signs. See they they, they after that lead up to January, like February, you just kind of take like a a month off, like mess up school signs. Like isn't that like a daily occurrence? Yeah, February is generally by nature a more somber, reflective month. And it is a shorter month, right? So yeah. you can only, yeah. March, make a mess in the courtyard or cafeteria. Isn't that a daily occurrence? Yeah, that's nothing. Yeah, that's, that's, that's nothing. April, grab some eggs. Another stealing challenge. All right. May, ditch day. Again, for a high school student, TikTok user, isn't that like at least once a week? Yeah. Maybe. June, flip off in front of the office just in time for end of school. See that what one? That one? That one? I'm I'm kind of I'm I'm okay with that one. I'd like to see some some of the because some of those I think would be pretty creative. Flip off in front of the school front office? Sure. Yeah, you know, it's, pretty, office it's pretty and, pretty victimless. It's you know, yeah. and and it's this end of school. What are they going to do? Yeah. And no, July, it seems like Judd, something Judd Nelson would do in the breakfast. Ah, so yes, Judd Nelson or. Um. Uh oh, I'm drawing on his. I'm 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 failing on his name. Oh, boo, boo to me. I'll I'll have to look it up quickly because I'll I'll kill myself for not uh, uh, getting it. Um, it's something that John Cusack would do, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I I could see it. So your first full month of summer holidays, spray a neighbor's fence because that's going to make you popular with your neighbor. It doesn't Maybe. say just what you spray it with. Well, I'm sure what you could just spray it with water and, but, uh, could be it's water. Tic- could it's be TikTok. Water. The, the more, the more shocking, the more views, <laughs> the more likes, I don't know. But the thing is, it wasn't, wasn't TikTok? Didn't they have other like absurd? Like I guess these challenges are always absurd, right? Like what yeah. was that Tide Pod challenge where it was yeah. like, really, yeah. you're gonna put one in your mouth? What? Yeah. And some other ones that were like kids were knocking themselves out. <laughs> yeah. Or, or or no, wasn't like something like holding your breath or yeah, yeah, there was, was yeah, 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 yeah. It's it's, just, it's dumb. It's just yeah, and that's yeah. why yeah, uh, get away from TikTok. Something a bit more for us because uh, this is this story is on the Glastonbury Festival. So you know, you and I, big music fans, Glastonbury Festival, always a very popular one. And I think it probably oh, yeah. started when it probably started when we were kind of at that prime music listening age, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like when I lived in when I lived in England in the in the nineties, it was like very established already. It was huge. Uh, did you get to go? No, I went to Castle Donington, the heavy metal festival. That was <laughs> right. that was a good time. I never made it to Glastonbury though. Okay, so this this headline, um, this one has a lot to unpack. So here we go. Public urination at Glastonbury Festival leaves traces of cocaine, MDMA in river, threatening rare eels. <laughs> let let that one sink in for a bit. And this is a study, by the way. This is not just like a, a headline of, oh my God, people are publicly urinating in Glastonbury. <laughs> no, apparently these uh this rare eel is 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 facing low numbers because of all the illicit drugs coming off from the urination <laughs> spill off. Yeah, yeah. I can see it. <laughs> I can see it. Um uh, 
Peeing on the land is something we continue to strongly discourage at future festivals. We also do not condone the use of illegal drugs at Calisterbury. Yeah. Good luck. Good luck curtailing <laughs> <Yeah>. that. <laughs> so, on, on both counts. On, on both counts. Yeah. So so I, I picked this article specifically, but this this news article is going all, all over. Um, this, this study was published elsewhere in CNN and whatever. One of the headlines, I read it and I went, why are people peeing on the 90s band eels and and i realized oh it's rare eels like the, that's why i had to pick this one versus the eels are dying because of all the public urination i was like why is the 90s band eels like dying because of all the urination so, uh, yeah they don't deserve that no no curse did you know the band the eels i i had to look them up and then when i saw the beautiful freak album cover i went oh it's these guys mm-hmm. i mean right. i remember novocaine for for the soul because yep. it was pretty big at that at uh, at that point in the mid yep. when it came out in the mid nineties, it got good, a lot of a lot of CFNY uh, airplay. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I didn't know anything. I I I I couldn't name you another Eel song other than that's that right. One. But this guy's body of work is huge. Like he's still producing albums and and like members. Like it's always been the constant. Like. Uh, uh mark everett like he's been the constant throughout the band like he he's the vocals most of the instruments he writes the songs and people have kind of come and go but man he's got like what 13 albums that we looked it up at the beginning of the show mm-hmm. um, prolific prolific and you know uh i but i don't know anything about them either <laughs> except for the one song yeah yeah uh, well okay people Stop peeing at Glastonbury. Use the prop. Use use the porta potty. Stop. You know the eels need their fresh water. Yeah, yeah. They don't. They don't need. They don't need your secondhand ecstasy or whatever. I, I was actually quite surprised that cocaine was on the list. I would have thought you're right. I I would have thought uh, MDMA for sure. Like that mm. would be that would be the easy one, but. Uh, I didn't think cocaine was back in for Glastonbury, but sure. Yeah, I got a, I mean, it was when I, back when I used to go to festivals and even then I didn't go to a ton, there would have been more of a, yeah, ecstasy, ecstasy type, you know, obviously marijuana and ecstasy, not, a, not a ton of Coke, but like, you know, this is, we're, we're in a, we're in, a, we're, we're in sort of angrier times these days. Uh, yeah. Okay. Curtis. So, it's been a while since we visited our Idaho friend, but uh, here's the latest. Uh, this is a very recent one, too. So, Idaho man catches 58 marshmallows in his mouth in one minute. Um, yeah, another another really silly, silly <laughs> record. And you know what? Like, I, in my, in my mind, I was, like, picturing him, like, having to, having to catch them all in his mouth at the same time. And I was like, that is impressive. And then I looked, he's, he's not doing that. He's got a no, bowl no. and then he's yeah. spitting the marshmallows out as he can. Or I thought maybe he was catching like Count Chocula sized marshmallows, like 56 of those all at, all at once. Um, but yeah, no, he's just his, his buddy. Uh, what's his name? What's his, what's his partner in, in, in crime's name? Hollywood. Jonathan Hollywood Hannon. Hollywood Hannon. So Hollywood Hannon's throwing the marshmallows. It's still pretty he broke the record by well, two so you know and again uh, there's there's very little mass in a marshmallow so throwing a marshmallow 15 feet yeah like once again it's your buddy that really should be commended <laughs> to, to it's, consistently it's, it's throw yeah, they're definitely a team they're definitely a team they should be yeah. they should be advertised as such you know so what you're saying is hollywood and idaho yeah, Hollywood and Idaho. I like that. Idaho, Idaho, Hollywood. I don't know. Yeah. So uh, he 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 had a pretty good uh, percentage. Uh, so they he uh, Hollywood here threw sixty three marshmallows in sixty seconds. That's actually quite impressive too. Yeah. So he only missed five. Yeah. No, oh, I mean it's a it. <laughs> it is a feat. <laughs> <laughs> you know i don't know i don't know if it needs to be recorded for all time in the in the annals of the guinness book of world records but you know 
he's doing it for a good cause so he's doing it for a good cause yeah. he's doing it for a good cause that's the headlines and i i want to kind of bring up something because uh we talked about it a while back and as things are opening back up uh back in may they announced that uh canada's fan expo will be or fan expo canada will be on in toronto so this is uh, our version of san diego comic-con so it's all media not just comics uh so it's on for october 22nd starting october 22nd for the weekend and so i so curtis i was actually curious and i actually sent an email to them asking hey what are your covid policies like do i have to show proof of vaccination whatever and i i got silenced for a while and then this morning i got the email and they actually have a a health and safety guideline website that they put up almost a bit haphazardly. It looks very simple and someone just quickly slapped it together. So they have all your, basically it's just a one giant fact about the, um, about the policies for, for the event. Um, so obviously do you have to wear a mask? Yes. Is it approved mask? They just basically say, you know, like a couple of layers, but I don't think anyone's going to check, but you know, when you're going to a, a, a Comic-Con of some kind, when one of the things are, I'm in cosplay and a mask doesn't fit properly. What are my options? The answer is an approved mask must be worn, in, must be worn integrated into your costume. Get creative. Yeah. And you can. You oh, can. Sure. Like you can justify anything. Because like one of my favorite things... <laughs> that I've ever seen at Comic-Con, and I'm sure I've mentioned this before, was the Klingon with a green lantern, wearing, wearing a, la- uh, you know, a, a Green Lantern Corps uh, uniform. And some people were like, you're mixing, you're mixing, you know, you're mixing IPs. You know, and he's like, well, how do you know? How do you know that there's no Klingons in the Green Lantern Corps? There's... <laughs> <laughs> it's a wide-ranging it's a wide-ranging you know no, no, that, galactic that, force that's what you call a pro-level cosplay yeah so but you know you can you can you can wear like your i don't know what's a good example like your naruto's like not a good example because you can because they're kind of ninjas they can wear masks anyway but like yep your uh your sailor moon you could put sailor moon go as sailor moon and then put a mask on and just say like you know, your uh, your 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 Sailor Moon. Um, oh, masquerading as a ninja. <laughs> you can be more creative than me when you do this, please, people. But you can do it. I, I if if I I never go to these things dressed in cosplay, but I I do have one costume that would probably go over quite well with this audience. I wore it for Halloween one year. I think only one parent. Un- got it um but i i had the uh i i had a a checkered like a townstooth blazer with with elbow pads i had a fez on and i had a sonic screwdriver but i also wore and i picked up a deadpool mask mm-hmm. so i was dr deadpool yeah Yes, that's like I, 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 for you know, I, I, I don't have as much time as some of these other cosplayers putting a costume together, but I consider yeah. that pretty pro level. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I remember seeing someone with a uh, uh, at the at Fan Expo once. He had a great costume, and it was a Deadpool costume, but with a dead mouse head. Oh, it was really well done. Okay, here you go, Curtis. You get just in 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 your in in your earlier comment. Here's a good one. Am I allowed to hug a celebrity or take photos with other cosplayers? Um, while interactions with anyone at the show requires mutual consent, consent, and that's very important. Mm-hmm. Uh, we highly recommend a contact-free experience. Get your Vulcan salute and air high five ready. Just like always, please be respectful of other people's personal space and ask for permissions before making contact. Um, the interactions between you and the guest is at the discretion of the guest. So it uh, looks like they're still doing some type of celebrity, you know, tables, you get autographed, maybe ask for a photo. But uh, um, so that's kind of neat. At least that experience is still going. And, and yes, you have to be fully vaccinated 
uh, two weeks vaccinated at least before attending the show. So they've mm-hmm. kind of um, following the same lines with other things that are happening in Toronto as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see what other fun things uh, that you that good old Fan Expo is going to talk about. Um, so are fans allowed to remove their masks for photo ops? So fans are required to wear a mask in lineups. Several safety measures will be put in place in the photo booth to allow for safe removal of master in the photo individual guest protocols will be communicated on site at the photo booth. So, um, yeah, if you're going to get that photo with, uh, the only guest that I think I saw that was of big note was, uh, Eccleston. Oh yeah. Yeah. So, you know, if you're going to have a photo with the doctor, yeah, you know, respect the doctor's wishes. That's right. Um, so I, we've been doing the last couple of weeks. Uh, I think next week, let's do a proper send off of and a relook at the what if series. But that last episode, uh, actually, we should go back two episodes ago since we didn't get to talk because I, I didn't watch it before we, we started recording. And uh, this was the party Thor episode, right? No, no. It was it was it the after one? No, it was the after. It was after uh, party Thor episode. Yeah, right? yeah. This was the uh, you and I were talking about it earlier. Is the party Thor episode kind of? Um, it's kind of like that wrestling match that just before the main event, you kind of bring in something that kind of brings the crowd, gives the crowd a rest, a little break before mm-hmm. things got serious again. And this one, yeah. whoa, this one got serious again. So this is the what if Ultron had won. Uh, so taking the events of Age of Ultron, he gets into the Vision body and starts wreaking havoc, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and it starts off with that. And and I know fanboys are livid over the scene. I thought it was kind of funny, and you know, uh, that's just me. Was uh, Thanos arrives, mm-hmm. and he looks at Thanos and goes. Oh, interesting. And he splits them like a Looney Tunes cartoon. Yeah. <laughs> like straight down the middle. Yeah. And he and he goes and he flops over like evenly, right? Yeah. Yeah, I, th- I like that. Fanboys were livid, Curtis. It's livid. a cartoon. It's a cartoon about it's a cartoon about pretend alternate universes of a pretend universe. They were livid because Thanos went down. He jobbed for Vision. That's what they were freaking out about. Yeah, I don't know. I think that I think there's there's bigger injustices in the world, but that's just me. Well, it's you know they, they again. You, you never please them because I. What did you want? Do you want a twenty minute fight? No, it's called it's called. Let's get the story moving. Yeah, we, we yeah, didn't for need, sure. We didn't need a fight to go on. So. Um, this one's interesting because uh, the Watcher, even though he kind of shows up here and there, he's he's very he's a big piece of this episode. Mm-hmm. Like he participates. Yeah, you get to see you get to see his uh, fighting chops. Um, the fight scene was kind of interesting. Like every time he punches the Watcher, like another dimension dies or gets yeah. obliterated. Yeah, yeah. Um. Yeah, there was a lot of good. Uh, I, I liked I liked that episode a lot. Like I just wasn't expecting, I wasn't expecting that to oh. happen. I thought it was just going to be, well, how, how many ever how many ever episodes like nine episodes or whatever, and it would just follow that formula. Like let's let's look at a at a at a sort of like a skew version of a of a popular sort of Marvel story right 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 i didn't and, think and, that the watcher was going to be although it could should have tipped me off a little bit in the doctor strange one where doctor strange realizes that the watcher is there or there's something there yeah there's something there yeah but um so i really wasn't expecting it to be to 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 go down like with in a way that tied the whole sort of first which which is in the, the last episode that ties the whole first uh series together so yeah, i was pleasantly surprised and i like the way they i like the way they set up the final episode i like that i like this penultimate oh yeah because really you, you get spoilers from here so because i made that comment and you had already watched the episode because i was like oh they they kind of took a uh a, a, 
a break on the budget on this episode because only Jeremy Renner, yeah, uh, came back to voice. Like, it's the only kind of big name. Like obviously they brought back uh, the actor that plays uh, Zol. Yeah, Toby Zoltan. Jones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, they they left Benedict's uh, credit as a after as a as a proper end credit rather than at the beginning. So yeah, yeah. Um, no, I, I, I liked it because yeah, you, you, same here. I thought, oh, they're just like the comic book. The what if stories are not connected. They're not meant to be, but I know that Marvel's trying to set up this idea of the multiverse and get it in people's psyche and understanding of what it is so that when they show the next few movies, they don't have to spend too much narrative explaining what is going on. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, by the time, like Shang-Chi doesn't talk about it at all. Black Widow doesn't talk about it at all. But I think when we, maybe not even the Eternals, but definitely once we get to Doctor Strange, you, you're you're well equipped for yeah. the wackiness that's going on there. And if you haven't been following all the Disney Plus stuff leading up to it, uh, I think you'll be in trouble. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, like the Doctor Strange and... Uh... When Spider-Man movies will address it for sure. Yeah. Uh, oh, that's right. Spider-Man's going to be out before Doctor Strange. Right, right, right. Yeah, okay. Um, other thing, other great things about that uh, second last episode, I, I love the Clint robot arm. Mm-hmm. Thought that was a really nice touch. Yeah. Uh, I, I guess other uh, snooty DC fanboys would be putting up their noses because... Uh, they're probably saying, oh, they're just copying the Dark Knight Returns Oliver story, right? Where Green Arrow apparently loses his arm to Spider mm-hmm. to Superman. I think that's what's implied. Yeah, right? he 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 yeah, he he's an archer with one arm. Yeah. 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 But but he doesn't have like a robot cool robot arm. He doesn't have like a cool they're... robot arm. No. <laughs> um so the episode, yeah, the, the episode quickly goes pretty wacky away from Earth. I kind of like the virus story. I thought that was kind of neat, mm-hmm. neat way of, of kind of figuring out a way to to, to, to stop Ultron. Uh, but as you said, when all hope is lost, you see the watch. The episode ends with the Watcher recruiting his first person to help him, which is uh, uh, deranged Doctor Strange. Yeah, I think they call him they call him like uh, Strange Supreme. Ah, very good. I like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, which yeah. you know, he he he's he's more of a tragic character than than a, a an evil one. Yeah, I agree. Although, like, he does have all those like weird elder god Cthulhu esque sort of <laughs> powers. <laughs> this last episode that we just that that aired tonight was an interesting one. It but it kind of continues the. That, that Doctor Strange recruiting. So it's not just Doctor Strange or the Strange Supreme that he recruits, but he goes and tries to get a band together. And that band happens to be all the main characters from the previous What If stories that we've seen, which mm-hmm. was just a nice, nice touch. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And, and then they introduce one more character, which is uh, Gamora. Yeah, that's uh, right. Now, now, was that actually voiced by... Um, no, uh, that one was not voiced, voiced by as Zoe Saldana. Z- Z- Saldana? No. Yeah. Okay. So she didn't come back to do Gamora. Well, even though she didn't really have too many, uh, uh, lines in it, but okay. So that, that's, 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 that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I like the fact that there was like, uh, Tony Stark in the Hulkbuster costume and he goes, no, not you, Tony. Like, he's yeah. like I don't need you. Yeah. <laughs> That's a that's that's one of the kind of a running joke throughout the whole uh, first season was the marginalization of Iron Man. He's either just, getting just, killed or he's getting like he's getting jobbed out. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I like the um, I like the post credit scene because everyone kind of got their happy ending. Mm-hmm. Everyone kind of got their own so. Captain Carter got her happy, quote unquote, happy ending, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, or hopeful ending. I guess it's the Bucky Barnes Winter Soldier happy ending, right? Yeah. Sort of. Yeah. 
I, I had to go back and I have to go back and rewatch. So what happened to the suit during that scene? Or did, no, she just disappears, right? Like we mm-hmm. don't know what happened to Steve, right? Or do we? Not really. No, I mean she dis she disappears into that sort of portal or whatever. Uh, but he's still fighting, so we, yeah. it's not like it's not like she saw something happen to the suit. So yeah. I guess something's implied that, you know, I guess he's in the suit still. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, he'd be pretty old. Yeah, and then there was the weird, weird one where the watcher plucks down, uh, uh, Black Widow into a different timeline dimension yeah it's the one it's the one from like episode three you know the one where angry hank pym kills all the uh kills all the uh avengers and um yeah i think it's that one um is it is it related to that one or is that the one where loki shows up and then captain marvel shows up right yeah, Loki shows up and and kind of yeah, Loki shows up and essentially takes over. Right. And uh but didn't we see Captain America fight in that scene or was that supposed to be cuz he was fighting, yeah. So we'll but, did, f- but was he one of the ones who got killed? They all they all did, wasn't it? Wasn't it applied that implied that they all did? Or did he not get unfrozen yet? Maybe that's what they Yeah. Oh, I gotta go back and rewatch those two. But you're right. Because I thought, hold on, they've been doing such a good job kind of like why would they just introduce a new timeline? So but what confused me was I think at that beginning when you see you see Steve Rogers fighting on the deck of the ship, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. And then and then you see you see uh danvers in the sky like basically blasting people yeah yeah because she shows up at the end of that episode right like or they yeah i think so yeah 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 and uh you get to um hear the voice talents of uh canada's own georges saint pierre who reprises his role as uh, batrock the leaper and yeah talk about the the, the gift that keeps on giving to, yeah. to to jsp eh yeah but yeah, I really like that. I, I kind of like the 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 Guardians of the Multiverse. It was a good uh, it was a good if short lived team. Yeah. Um, what else was kind of I, I thought I thought throughout the entire series the animation was really good. But we'll we'll give it a proper treatment uh, next episode. Yeah. Um, did you finally pick up Diablo two yet? You did, right? I, I did. Yeah. And yeah. and how far how far are you into the game right now? I'm I'm sort of almost done the first act oh, okay yeah so I, I haven't had a chance to play it a ton but i have i mean one of the beauties of diablo 2 is kind of like it's pick up and put down nature so like i've sort of grinded a couple of you know because sometimes i'll just uh because of the because of the randomly generated uh sort of um battlefields and dungeons sometimes i'll just go and run around you know, places I've already been, go into dungeons I've already been, trying to get good drops. Like you, I've had pretty bad luck so far. I think generally <laughs> things pick up <laughs> further along. I hope so. You know, so. Um, I but hope yeah, so. It's, it's the, 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 just for the nostalgia factor, it's like through the roof. But the thing is, uh, I think in, on Friday, uh, Metroid Dread comes out for the Switch. So I won't be playing Diablo for a while when that comes out. I'll still play it, but like, you know. Okay, well, well, I expect a first impressions uh, next week on that one too. Yeah, well, yeah, for sure. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I'm just started Act 2 and I haven't... Uh... Uh, I haven't found the first artif- the first Talrasha artifact because I think oh. there's like three of them, right? Right, yeah, yeah. Uh... Uh, was it... Was it- are you building a staff? Is it you're building the staff of Talrasha and then that opens the Haradric something? staff or or no the Haradric cube? You get the Haradric cube and then you put the stuff in there. And... Yeah, that that's one of the artifacts. There's three yeah. artifacts you have to get throughout the 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 second act, and then that leads you to the temple of Talrasha, right? Yeah. Yes, that's right. Um. Well still enjoying it it's 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 such a good it's such a it was such a good game like it's still you know what i mean like it's with its 
facelift, it still holds up quite well. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's just such a, it's so, it's so kind of like simple in its, you know, in, 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 in what it does. Right. But, but like it, there's, there's so many sort of layers to it. Like it's a simple game. It's like, you know, it's like you point at something and you kill it and then you try to get loot from it. But there's so many, there's so many layers, uh, you know, that it's just, and so many builds and like so much you can do with the, with the gear once you get the right gear and experiment with combinations. And yeah, it's just, it's just great. Yeah. When you get the right gear. I'm, I'm still running around. I'm still running around naked, going, "Oh my god, run, run, run!" It takes a while um, for sure. Though, though I have been playing quite well. I've been saving some skill points, knowing that once I hit certain milestone levels, mm-hmm. I'll I'll spend. So I, I remember mm-hmm. that that was very key. Yes, don't don't spend unnecessary points. But, um, but there was an improvement. I think in the older versions, you weren't able to remove points. Now you can for price right yes you can yeah you can talk to yeah. somebody like i think it's a kara in the first act and yeah yeah, yeah. so someone different the second act. which yeah which i may or may not do well we'll see i'll see how my decisions are, are are made so far but so far so good yeah all right so that closes up another episode of the existentialist cucumber you can catch curtis and i weekly on spotify apple podcast and google podcast on apple podcast give us some of that rating and some of that love in the comments if it's not down like the rest of social media and just remember don't uh don't publicly urinate where there's possibly rare eels in the uh river down downhill you know give the eels a chance especially if you've been like on a bender (laughs) of cocaine and and uh and ecstasy (laughs) yeah probably a bad idea (laughs) <laughs> okay, and just remember that sometimes a cucumber is just a cucumber. You won't hear me, I'm living the good life while I'm working from home.